Here is a great chance to gain insights into how to build big businesses and what mistakes can and should be avoided. Not only is this podcast the brainchild of the brand called You, it is also an HT Smartcast original and it is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Today I have a professional turned entrepreneur Rupak Agarwal with me. Rupak, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashtosh. Rupak is uh, the founder of eView Me Selection Robot. He's a B honors from Chandigarh and as he mentions he's a silver medalist. He's from IIM Bangalore and he's a coach. So let's talk about uh, eView Me. Tell me a little bit about the venture. Let me ask you you have been on this side of the world again. Have you ever had a situation where you ended up making a wrong choice sure many times. even after 3 to 5 rounds of assessments mm-hmm. happens now imagine if there was a way in which all your potential candidates are ranked on all competencies required for the job mm-hmm. the amount of time and effort you will save mm-hmm. so eview me is your on demand robot interviewer for your candidates okay. which does various kinds of assessments with them through a robot okay ranks them on all competencies required for the job so give me an example of artificial intelligence give me some example so it could be on it's primarily the competencies are on two sides one is your behavioral aspects and second is your hardcore technical skills okay so behavioral could be things like his energy levels his ability to persevere mm-hmm. his patience levels on the behavioral side okay. the soft traits okay and then depending on the role that you are hiring that guy for mm-hmm. will be the hard skills for that role okay very interesting and you mentioned that you use artificial intelligence for recruitment help me understand the process and what do you do so our robot as i said is available 24 by 7 for the candidates and candidates can call on the robot and the robot will ask them questions which are recorded over video mm-hmm. we then look at the recorded video and do whole lot of analytics around that extracting text out of the words you said mm-hmm. your various audio features as you speak so what we call as the prosodic features mm-hmm. and all your visual features your facial expressions your eyeball movements we are able to extract thousands and thousands of data points mm-hmm. which are then analyzed using artificial intelligence and machine learning to give you ranking on various attributes of that candidate mm-hmm. and over a period of time we even plan to bring predictability of his likely performance in your organization i see and can you give me some examples of how it works i mean say i call your robot what kind of questions will the robot ask me so it will depend on the role Correct. that the candidate is being interviewed mm-hmm. for so depending on the same I'm, i'm applying for general manager of a consumer goods company so the questions will be a mix of checking your leadership skills mm-hmm. 
your people management skills and your understanding of consumer durable skills. Okay. So you'll be sent out a link. Mm-hmm. You'll be told that this link is valid for the next 72 hours. Mm-hmm. And you can call the robot whenever you have time. So you may come back from office at 9 p.m. in the night, take a shower at 11.30 in the night, sit in front of your device, which could be a mobile device, could be a laptop, Mm -hmm. call the robot on the screen. She will come. She will explain to you the role. She will tell you what the entire process will be. Uh, She will make you comfortable interacting with her Mm -hmm. by asking you one or two practice questions. And then the actual interview will start. She will ask you questions. Whatever you answer gets recorded over video. She'll keep giving you expressions to give you a feel that there is another human being in a way in front of you. I see. And the other thing that you do is that you help students find jobs. First, you know, you find helping people find jobs, people who are experienced. And second, you help students. So So tell me a little bit about this and how do you handle the big difference so Ashtosh, the second part of helping students, mm-hmm. we actually do in a strategic tie-up with the Career Launcher Group. Mm-hmm. Career Launcher Group, as you know, has huge inroads into the campus space being Correct. in that field for over two, two decades now. Correct. And what we do is two things with them. One, we have launched a mock interview product for them where they go to campuses. There are some brilliant people at campuses, technically very, very sound, mm-hmm. but they just do not know how to express themselves. Their soft skills are very poor. So they train them, uh, do mock interviews using our robot interview solution Mm -hmm. and give those students feedback to be able to make them more expressive. The second thing that we've started doing now is we've realized there is a big gap in terms of recruiting students because everyone's biodata looks almost the same. Now, how do you as a corporate, one, go to so many campuses. Number two, figure out who are the right guys for you. Mm -hmm. So with a tie-up with them, what we do is we go to campuses and get a robot interview done for most of the students in their final year. We then rank them using our artificial intelligence on various attributes. And those are populated on a dashboard for the corporates. Mm -hmm. For example, If a corporate is looking for candidates with, say, artificial intelligence, machine learning skills, he will on our dashboard find, say, 145 colleges the guys have been picked up from. They have been rated on their coding skills. They have been rated on their analytical skills, on their logical ability skills, on their communication skills. Mm -hmm. They can, whichever parameter they want to sort the candidates on, they can. Mm -hmm. They want to change weightages that, okay, for me, coding is, say, 70% weightage Mm -hmm. and communication is 10% weightage Mm -hmm. and maybe something else is 20% weightage. They just slide there and you have the revised ranking of candidates available. Okay. They can see their recorded videos. Mm -hmm. They can dive deeper into the candidates which are looking promising Mm -hmm. and then engage with them. Very interesting. So you're obviously then giving a huge range of potential candidates to the employers. That's right. Idea is, can I save time of the employer? Because time, to my mind, is the most crucial resource today. Can I save the recruiter's time to focus only on candidates who are looking promising, dive deeper into those candidates and let me weed out those processes for you which consume time but lead need not lead to results. I see. 
Very interesting. So, you know, Rupak, you've spent a lot of time in telecom and real estate. How has your past experience as a professional manager helped you to build EVOME? Well, Ashtosh, I would say telecom, for example, helped me imbibe two skills. Mm-hmm. One is how do you handle scale? Mm-hmm. And second is how do you ensure a delightful customer experience. So telecom, I've handled very large scales, almost about 50 million customers. Things will go wrong in any situation. The trick is when something goes wrong, how you still build the trust of your consumers. Mm. Let me give you an example. Many years back, this was I think somewhere in 2006 or 2007, our Mumbai office where our technical equipment is all housed. In that building, in some other office at the basement, there was a fire. Mm. And because of that, lots of our equipment got burnt Mm. and half of Mumbai was shut. Mm. Telecom services disrupted, absolute mayhem, absolute chaos. What we did, the entire top management from Airtel flew down and camped at Mumbai. Mm. They were personally communicating with all stakeholders. There was a kind of a war room set up. All large enterprise customers Very senior people from our organization were personally communicating to them. Next day morning, we came out with a first page ad in the newspaper, starting with, we are sorry, and then explaining to them what happened. So that's how, even in that situation, how do you build the trust of your consumers? So I think what got ingrained in me in telecom was what I would call promise made, Mm -hmm. promise kept. Okay. Real estate, completely different ballgame. I think what it taught me was how do you deal with continuous ambiguity and large complexity. Real estate requires huge amount of approvals, almost about 50-55 approvals for getting a project off the ground. And you have a time commitment to make to the customer as to when you will deliver. But these are lots of uncertainties and therefore new surprises will keep springing up every day. So how do you still get business going in the face of all this ambiguity is what real estate brought in. And obviously, these are very, very important learnings from an entrepreneurial journey. So one last question on EVOME before I move to the next segment. This is the age of millennials. Uh, They're all very, very well-versed with technology. How are they changing the way you do your work? Well, you rightly said they are virtually disrupting the way we do business Mm -hmm. and rather they are virtually disrupting the way any organization does business. Let me talk about two, three things. The first I would say is the way we work. Mm -hmm. Millennials today believe in working smarter, Mm -hmm. not necessarily harder. So they would, for example, not be very comfortable traveling one hour to office and wasting their time. So therefore, working from home, Flexi working, using lots of technology tools, collaboration tools mm. are disrupting the way the traditional 9 to 5 offices. Correct. The second one I would say is these guys look at hiring in a completely different manner. What was our traditional way? There is a job vacancy on a job board. You apply. This will go through an applicant tracking system. Then it will get shortlisted. Maybe someone from HR will call you. These guys don't have time for all this long drawn process. Right? For them, if there is a job, why don't you engage with them straight on on a chat mode on their mobile? Mm-hmm. 
right can there be a way that the hiring manager starts interacting with them directly over a video mm-hmm. even before they decide whether it's the right company for them to apply right they feel and rightly so they are the biggest consumers correct is the employer reengineering their processes to make it more candidate friendly mm-hmm. in the sense is there a way i can take my initial rounds of interviews from my venue on my device at the flexibility of my time mm-hmm. Right. And only when you feel that I am the right guy and I also know I am 95% made up my mind this is the right organization mm-hmm. does a physical interaction take place. Very nice. So that's those are the kind of changes which are taking place. That's, that's... The third one I would say is in this age of mobile world you have to be constantly on your guards. Mm-hmm. You have to put your brand and consumer experience at the top of the fair okay right one wrong experience and you do not react on time make sure that you put out ways to mend it it will be all over social media mm-hmm. before you realize what has happened mm-hmm. so that's the third big change which is happening with millennials wonderful that's very well put so let's talk a little bit about your uh, role as a coach now my first question is why has coaching become so popular in our country in the last few years because traditionally coaching or mentoring was done either by a senior colleague or by an elder in the family but now suddenly everyone i see has become a coach what is this sudden demand for coaching that has emerged well i think it's more to do with the fact that we are one of the largest economies across the globe mm-hmm. we're growing extremely fast mm-hmm. disruption has become an order of the day and the role of a coach is what i would say it's a complete synthesis of business personality development and sports and you require that kind of rigor to take you from a to b okay well said and you know when i was reading about you you also said that you work a lot with young leaders what are some of the challenges that you face when you work with them okay so before i answer that question let me first try and maybe describe more in detail of what the role of a coach is okay Right. So to me, a coach is someone who, at the very first, is your mentor. Mm-hmm. Is a person who believes in you, mm-hmm. who can make you think of bigger goals. Then he dons on the cap of a manager, mm-hmm. breaking down your goals into logical steps. Then he wears a third cap, which is what I would call as your personal trainer, mm-hmm. right? Who helps you remain on track. to what journey you have embarked upon and the fourth role that he dons on is what we typically see as a sports coach he will observe you very intently and then give you feedback to be able to improve your own game okay. so when i now work with young leaders i primarily see that there are three areas where i help them first is how do i clarify their thinking how do i make them believe mm-hmm. that something that they are thinking of is actually possible by them to do sure the second one mm-hmm. is once they have decided to embark on that journey of a bigger goal how do i help them break that elephant mm-hmm. into smaller simpler manageable pieces mm-hmm. which can be done one at a time okay and then the third role is how do i help them remain focused to be able to make daily progress okay that's well said okay 
you've given some great ideas on what coaching is and what kind of steps you take. My question is in two parts. Number one, who should look for a coach? And number two, how do I evaluate if my coach is good? Okay, so I would say who should look for a coach is anyone who wants to achieve something bigger in life. But at the same time, is willing to change, is willing to do things differently, is willing to empty his cup and give a disproportionate amount of commitment mm-hmm. to filling that cup again in a different manner. To your second question as to who is a good coach, I think that comes out more from an interaction perspective. But anyone who helps you challenge your status quo, someone who helps you achieve what you have been thinking of for a long time is a good coach. For example, very recently there was a coachee who has been thinking of getting into a new business line for the last five years. But when the coach came in, he was able to get onto this new business line in one and a half years. Interesting. There was another one who has been thinking of writing a book for the last three years. But he's just been thinking. When a coach came in, he was able to write two chapters in first 45 days. Wonderful. We all fail and we learn. What have been some of your learnings from some of your mistakes or failures? Well, I think my learning has been that irrespective of where you are in your journey, that ability to seamlessly zoom in and zoom out should never go away. Okay. And whatever you do, always have a plan B around it. So Rupa, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and I wish you and Eve, you me lots and lots of success. Thank you, Ashtosh. Thank you for spending this time and I really love this interaction. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brand Called You, and never miss any update. For feedback, reach us on at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts by The Brand Called You, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or suno nai nazari essay. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.